Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. It's 11.40 p.m. in an airplane hangar in Los Angeles, and you're listening to Night Call. Hello and welcome back to Night Call, a call-in show for our dystopian reality. I'm Molly Lambert and with me are Tess Lynch and Emily Oshida. Here we are and today we are super excited to welcome our very special guest, Gia Tolentino, staff writer for The New Yorker and author of the essay collection, Trick Mirror, Reflections on Self-Delusion. Welcome Gia to Night Call. Hi, guys. It's nice to, you know, talk to someone after a long day alone. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to uh, everybody figure out complicated audio setups so we can all connect to each other as humans at home. This is how God intended it to be. I'm a Zoom um, master now. I figured yeah. out all the things. Well, we were all last night connecting with our friend Fiona Apple, whose new Ooh. album, Fetch the Bolt Cutters, came I out. I fetched the bolt cutters. Last night, um, Emily, Gia, and I all fetched the bolt cutters. Oh, yeah. Uh, we just wanted to give our, our unbaked takes on the album. 
I had been like, I just filed a thing that I was like kind of deep reporting all day and I had like had my head in it. But of course, I'd been listening to Fiona the whole time. And then I went for like a walk the length of the album and listened to the whole thing through. And I I mean, I'm still very overwhelmed by it. But one thing I just felt so grateful for an album that like it requires and demands your complete attention. Yeah. You know, and like yeah. the, the more attention you give it, the more it gives you. It, it's just like, I, I wish that I wish that there were, like, I wish that I could be riding the subway and listening to it. Like, mm-hmm. I wish I could be driving and listen to it. But it's like, I just hadn't heard an album like that in a really long time. Yeah, I basically, I, I was thinking about maybe taking a drive out to the beach, not getting out, but yeah. just driving and coming that's back. Allowed. That's allowed. This is uh, this is like a, an honor that I really only give to like Lana Del Rey albums at this point, as far <laughs> as like having a dedicated listen. So I was thinking it might warrant that, but yeah, and it's also just like she, it's it's really refreshing to hear a new album that really doesn't sound. I mean, it doesn't really sound like it's in conversation with anything else right now, musically or genre wise. It's like its own thing, and it's just like, oh yeah, I'm listening to like a completely fully formed artist who just knows what the fuck she's doing. It's great. Um, I I feel like she's an old friend at this point. <laughs> yeah, my one of my group texts was saying like we're so lucky that we had her when we were like thirteen. Oh, and totally. then also when we were twenty five, and also now, you know, like yeah. I feel. Uh, I, I went down a total spiral about the spin girl issue, which came out in nineteen ninety seven, um, which had Fiona on the cover, which I bought at this mall, the West Side Pavilion, that was just uh, knocked down. <laughs> R.I.P. West Side Pavilion, best mall to be turned into a Google campus. Well, Uh, One thing I've been thinking about with Fiona recently is that for whatever reason, the way that she's released albums, because she does it very infrequently, this has been like eight years since Idler Wheel and seven years, it was seven years between Extraordinary Machine and Idler Wheel. And for whatever, like whenever her new album comes out, I am... I guess I'm the age that she was when I guess it's just our age difference. I don't know how math works. I'm revealing this right now. But uh, but I am the age that she was whenever she released the last album. So then I'm like going and doing my whole Fiona re-listen and like getting Uh excited and everything. And then I'm like, oh, now I get it in a whole new life. (laughs) Like passing all these sort of like emotional maturity milestones or something. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, so. it was it was weird just to like remember the girl issue because it just had a big impact on me. I think it was also the first time I was like, why would you need a girl issue? Mm. <laughs> why can't it just be an issue? You know? So I I am saving um, my listening party. I had a really I had a crazy night last night um, that was not super like it, it was it was crazy just in terms of like very pandemic-y, I guess. Like, tech- my husband was doing something, recording something, and there were technical issues. My kids were having all of these, like, meltdowns. And then I was, like, nervous that the emotional impact of listening to this album would be not what I required. This so instead, I watched fair. 90 Day Fiance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But so tell me how, like, where were you when you started listening to it? And where were you after? Just so I can prepare. At home and at home. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> emotional you know what does it do to you i'm nervous it's like interesting because it is like we've all been making fun of the celebrities for putting out entertainment and being like ha like captive audience like people are just gonna have time to consume things but then when something that's actually thoughtful comes out and you're like wow i have nothing but time to do like a headphone listen in the middle Mm -hmm. of the night right now and this is like the perfect thing for that 
Yeah. Is it going to make me super depressed though? Is my question. No, it's, I don't think so. No. Okay, good. No? Yeah. I don't think it's I don't think it's depressing. It is like I would say like alarming is a word that I would use, but like in a good way. Here's, um, what, okay. here's what it is. It's like for jazz moms, which we all are, you know, <laughs> like speak it's for like yourself. An, <laughs> well, it's like an experimental jazz album, you know, okay. it sounds yeah. and it sounds like like Hot Knife was my favorite song on the last yeah. album. So much of it is like that. It's like percussive yeah. and really like ra- everything's circling. Yeah, I yeah, was yeah. walking in the woods and I just felt like very enveloped and clarified kind of like I was like kind of it was that like sober trippy feeling where everything like the edges of everything got really bright and I felt very physically present in a way that I hadn't for a month you know right yeah it's yeah I recommend yeah you you were right to save it okay I'm so now I'm really excited I mean I knew I was gonna do it it's I think it's just one of those things where I like often it comes up just the difference in having kids versus not right now and mm-hmm. how it may like just how you kind of consume media when you f- have like two hours and that's all you have in the day so I just didn't want it to be the thing that pushed me over but now I'm like no it's exactly what I need yeah it's great I can't wait to listen to it again I me um, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah I need another like full actually you know what this listen. is why I'm so grateful for it it's like it's the kind of album that made you know right now it's kind of well, and I'm sure it's different when you have kids but it's like I haven't felt grateful to be alone in a while and yeah. to be alone with the album made me feel really glad to be alone yeah and and to like have that space in my head and I mean, that's like the least of the reasons the album is great, but that was a feeling I had. Oh, yeah, that's excited awesome. for you. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah saw, I am too. <laughs> I saw yeah. somebody saying on Twitter that like, I feel like I, I, we're we're going to associate this album, of course, with the uh-huh. quarantine and but like in a good way, like this was like a bright spot in it or like something, some kind of balm, I guess, in the middle of all of it, which it feels like that's that's what it is. It's also nice to know that, you know, like every woman from the age of, you know, whatever to whatever is listening to the same album today. You know what I mean? Yeah, like it's, yeah. No, totally. it's unifying about that. <laughs> yeah, I think I just like because she was always just a little bit older than us I had forgotten how young she was so oh, I was yeah. like looking at the spin cover I was like oh it is like Billie Eilish like exactly it's like a sad teenage girl making music but like the way that gets marketed is very weird but it also made me be like oh Billie Eilish is gonna be fine then <laughs> like well Fiona has one thing going for her and that she is a genius so uh, <laughs> That's helpful. Yeah, but she's also like, it seems like she is like very, you know, eccentric in. Oh, yeah. And like, you know, uncommercial in a lot of ways. But again, that's like the fun thing about listening to something by somebody who's just really doing their own thing right now. Like she's like both physically kind of put herself in her own little universe and then the sound is kind of there too so it just feels very refreshing yeah I really liked the Emily Nussbaum profile oh that uh, was great in the New Yorker yeah it was so good I think that also got everybody hyped for the album and friend of the podcast Rachel Handler has basically been like the Fiona whisperer for like the past year yeah she's just been like constantly like facetiming with her and stuff uh which I'm very jealous of but she's been doing an awesome like all the stuff that she's written Fiona come on night call oh yeah I would love it (laughs) um well we also wanted to talk a little bit about some other coronavirus activities 
weird nightmares. The, the biggest coronavirus having. activity is sleeping. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We're all I, doing it. I had a really scary nightmare. I, I usually don't have nightmares. Um, we talk about this a lot on the podcast. I, I think uh, some of us don't have nightmares from smoking a lot of weed. And uh, I may or may not be one of those people. But um, I had a really intense nightmare the other night and then real, uh, realized that I had seen a lot of people mentioning that they also were having horrible nightmares. Not super surprising. But um, Gia, you mentioned you've been having crazy dreams too, right? Yeah, well, for me, um, I think like something, I feel like my brain, you know, supposedly we dream every night, right? And we just don't remember it. And we go through like seasons where we don't remember it. I think that like the Times did a piece on this kind of trying to explain like why we're all like, why am I having these crazy dreams? And to me, my own explanation is like, my brain is like, where are all the people? And so it puts all the people in my head at night because it's not used to like, my brain's like, you need to have more people in your line of sight or something. And for me, it's been weird because I'm pregnant right now. And it it was weird. Mm -hmm. Thanks. (laughs) And I, um, and I've been like for the first two weeks, I was having really intense dreams every night, so much so that I would wake up and sometimes even write them down, which I almost never do. Um, But they had nothing to do with coronavirus or pregnancy. Were you worried worried that your husband had sold his soul to the devil for a (laughs) I wish he would, honestly. (laughs) Please, also, I'm never marrying that man, please. (laughs) But um, I don't know, John Cosmetis. Yeah. but then both things started to come into my dreams, you know, like both both things are now in them and all of my friends are in them, mm. you know, which is, I think, why I think my brain is like, where are these people like you need they like they need to be in your sight. Yeah. And I had a dream last night that I couldn't. Like I woke up and I couldn't remember it, but I've been having, you, do you ever wake up after a dream and you have such an intense aftershock of feeling yes. and you spend all day and, and you're like, I feel like someone is really angry at me or that I'm really angry yeah. at something or that I just figured out something incredibly important or that I'm terrified and I don't know why. And you've forgotten what actually happened, but you know, like in your dream, the the time lasted like three weeks and you're, right. you know, I've been having lots of those. Have Yeah. What have yeah. y'all's dreams been those like? Those are the like clingy emotions. Emotional mm-hmm. film where you're like, I don't remember what it was, but I'm like coated in the feeling yeah. and I hate yeah. it. I will say, like, because I've been sleeping so much, I've just been oversleeping uh, in the morning period when I'm just like sleeping ambiently to avoid waking up. Uh, that's when I have weird anxiety dreams like, for weird sure. Half sleep, like, like trying to get plans. out of bed yeah. type stuff. Yeah, like, that's the worst. I hate that. I mean, I I will say like I'm very. I've had a lot of other shitty things happen to me during the this quarantine, but uh, my dreams have been great. <laughs> just cool. like parties. I feel like yeah. I've mostly really? just been at parties. Oh, no, that's fun. so tight. <laughs> that's so <laughs> sick. Uh, but yeah, I did. I, I had to. I had to be let off the hook somewhere. <laughs> Yeah. My college I, ex-boyfriend, like so many college ex-boyfriends, was really obsessed with like lucid dreaming, you know? Like, oh, yeah. yeah. When you try really and, into like, like cognitive yeah. whatever theory. And and he would try to, you know, he'd write left and right on his hands and he would stare at them before he like did all the techniques or whatever. And I was like, that's, I was like, you're being ridiculous. This is so, this is so dorky. But now I'm like, I would fucking love to be able to lucid dream so I could party. Oh, yeah. Yes, <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I was talking with somebody about this, I was, like, because we were talking about how we both like, 
tried to lucid dream at different points in our life, but it's so like the last thing I want to do when I wake up in the morning is like write a journal or like yeah, write yeah. a report of my dream. That sounds like work immediately yeah. in the morning. It's um, like a performance review too. You're totally. like, how did I do? How good did sleeping? I do? So like I've yeah. always sort of not been able to get into it because of that. But then I was thinking like, I, I probably still like, don't think I would be able to because I even just tried to keep a journal during this which is like something I'm pretty bad at in general and I can't do it so I don't know it might not be my time to I mean you're a keeping dream. a podcast that's I good am enough. like I'm keeping also, a don't record. keep a journal of your dreams because they're good like yeah. whatever you're doing is, is good <laughs> the scientist in this National Geographic article about why people are having weird dreams said some dream experts believe that withdrawal from our usual environments and daily stimuli has left dreamers with a dearth of inspiration, forcing our subconscious minds to draw more heavily on themes from our past. Hmm. Yeah, there was this guy that they like uh, profiled in this National Geographic article and his he had had a dream that they described early uh, where he like drew on an obsession with comics and like the, and the constant scroll of political posts on Twitter. So he was kind of just using like, it was like the the endless kind of flood of news information had like lodged itself into his subconscious. So that was appearing in his dream and like, you know, oh, plot man. points, which is my that is a that is a nightmare <laughs> on many <laughs> levels. Yeah. Dreaming about tweeting does sound like a nightmare. Yeah, no, I don't. I, I have y'all ever dreamed about Twitter? I have never. I don't think I've ever I looked at a computer in a dream. Really? Oh God! Oh. How boring! How banal! Like I think really I've, had a, I've had nightmares where I made a like. It was probably um, right after that the woman who was on the plane and then her life was ruined because she made a dumb tweet. I had an anxiety nightmare that that happened to me. I've definitely had a, did a mistake on Twitter. Did a mistake on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. It's like my number one panic. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Because it always seems so possible. It's like, it still is possible. It's always possible. (laughs) So so one of these days your number is up and it's your turn to fuck up on Twitter. Well, Tess, Um, you were also posting about San Junipero, the Black Mirror episode. Yeah. So I, because again, I'm I feel so fragile, but that's also because I'm unlike a lot of people, and this is for better or worse, I am literally never alone during self isolation, and it's like normally I I carve out at least like an hour or something during the day where I can kind of just like think thoughts quietly, but that doesn't exist anymore. Um, so I feel. I, I felt like the only thing that was like safe to watch was just mindless garbage or something that I'd already seen and knew how it would make me feel. And so we turned on San Junipero and I was like, whoa, it we are kind of in San Junipero because it's I mean, that's just the the fantasy of like leaving the physical world because you're going to leave anyway. It's we didn't want to leave the physical world, but here we are kind of in a like fantasy space, although it mostly mm. sucks. <laughs> I wanna, no, I totally I interpreted it in a slightly different way, which was like, oh, because like no one can have like really new experiences, you just can sort of sit and dwell on on the past, every good experience from your past. And so. Yeah. But it's yeah, definitely been thinking like, and also because there's no FOMO because it's like no one can do anything exactly. Yeah, have y'all been reliving like party? Like, yeah, my friends are like, guys, literally, it was like that you know, post a picture of yourself when you were 20. We were talking about how we all fall into this gap where like there are no pictures of us online when we were 20, although maybe on like Friendster, 
Um, oh yeah. Like, but then my friend Max Silvestri like posted a picture of us together from a Halloween party in college, like a picture I'd never seen, but I was like, wow, that was the best party in all of college because right. it was right when Hey Ya came out. <laughs> <laughs> it's like 100% the beginning of our The Big Chill. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, there's also the the feeling of like trying to evolve friendships or like just kind of trying to keep up relationships in a completely virtual way and in a way like that too when I was watching San Junipero I was like oh it's this weird like virtual connection and you kind of just want like new to invite new people into it also but it's just too weird and it just doesn't feel right it's like this weird test on relationships the the you know keeping things up virtually but it's like I don't think it's a test that means anything I think that that, like people are putting too much stakes on like oh if I don't keep up with somebody during this pandemic that means that we weren't really friends it's just like no we have like friends that we interface with in all sorts of different ways and I have lots of friends that I'm not exactly like let's hop on Zoom right now but I think that people are really like oh like so many friendships are going to be over after this it's like no that's that's not what friendship is (laughs) it's also like it's also like I I mean I spent a whole year completely off the internet when I was in the Peace Corps like not talking to anyone barely had a cell phone you know middle of nowhere halfway across the world and my friendships like it felt interminable obviously like it's only been a month for us here it like peace corps was like this basically but with no internet yeah. and um and it felt like forever and i felt like i had missed out on so much but then but friendship wise it didn't matter i just removed myself and i mean it's different when we're all in the same situation but it like i've been reading wolf hall and i keep thinking like it's just a month like yeah like our our whole lives are so short anyway this is just a month of them like it, it's our brains are making it's it feels endless and it will be kind of endless but yeah yeah, when you think about how short it actually is it's like yeah you don't need to keep up with people really yeah yeah I've been been reading also about like the Cambrian era and stuff like that just to put the timeline of human experience yeah I do that all the time (laughs) it's like Um, yeah speaking of the timeline of human experience we wanted to talk to Gia a little bit about a subject she is the expert on Instagram face it is plastic surgery April here on Night Call. Never we- let anybody forget it's plastic surgery April. <laughs> <laughs> this is very. <laughs> Wait, have y'all talked about what? What do you? What do you think is going to happen to everyone's face? Like, uh, do you think that all of them are getting? That's like, how we kicked it off. We talked is, about yeah, some yeah. people clearly still have people on call, like Madonna yeah. and the Kardashians. I think have right. Some it's people. like a personal chef. Like they're just yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But a lot of the the B level insta- influencers. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, bot- if you didn't already have your person on call before this all started, like you, know, you didn't the, have a lot of time to get that sorted out. The influencers are unemployed too, guys. Yeah, their economy is collapsing. Influencers. <laughs> um, can you tell our listeners a little bit about Instagram face and what got you into it? Yeah, so Instagram face just seemed to me to be one of those things that, you know, any woman between the ages of, I don't know, 20 and 35 who was on Instagram was aware of and talking about but just hadn't been like written about in a really head-on way or I guess it had but I was like okay so there's this thing where every influencer you know looks like a combination of you know every professionally beautiful woman looks like a combination of Emily Ratajkowski Kylie Jenner Bella Hadid and Kendall Jenner who looks the same as Emily Ratajkowski and I was like they're like you know like 
the my Marxist instincts were like, okay, what is the material reason for this? Like, who, what is the, what are the <laughs> material conditions for this production of Instagram face? You know, and um, and so some of my friends who are better Instagram observers than me were like, okay, it's you know, it's this doctor, this doctor, and this doctor. I started following them on Instagram and you know, watching their sort of before and after time lapse videos where you would see people get their Instagram face in real time. You know, everyone's face just started to look like what one of my friends called a sexy baby tiger and it was just like you know I'd already been thinking like there's something about being alive today that I've always been like I'm a little suspicious of how uh, it sort of seems like social media systems are shaping identity into whatever increases engagement you know like they're they're, they're sort of shaping thoughts and identity they're incentivizing that, right? And and it seemed to me to be really interesting that the same thing was happening literally with your face, that your face, because all of these new technologies were available to tweak and alter your face, both digitally through Facetune and physically through fillers, that you could just go back and forth forever, you know, the sort of endless arms race of incremental improvement till you looked unrecognizable and you looked like the same sort of cyborg that every professional person professionally beautiful person on instagram looked like and um and so yeah i just i I went to kim's plastic surgeon simon orion uh and you know anonymously as a patient for consultation Mm -hmm. and you know he like it was terrifying like i felt like if, if i yeah well, he and he like told you how like what specifically you would need to do to your face to get that. Yeah, face, and, or, and yeah. you know, like I just walked in and I was like, I'd like to be prettier. What would you suggest? And he did tell me like he told me what it what it would take. Like he, I, I genuinely felt like, I mean, he he he's clearly an amazing doctor and he was you know responding truthfully to this thing that i had said but then the thing that depressed me was that i went to a couple other doctors and said the same thing and within like 30 seconds they looked at my face and they were like yep cheek filler chin filler you know like do suck the fat out of your lower face like and then you and i was like fuck you know (laughs) like the whole thing made me think you know about like this like I always think about the line between like seeing your body in life as a source of potential is both like amazing and deeply punishing, you know? Right. Yeah. And I and, and I was like, oh, I'll try to be really sort of mercenary and pragmatic about this. Like I, you know, I think I'm cute. I don't care. Like I'll just be, I'll just like haha immersion journalism see what they say and then i left beverly hills and i was like motherfucker <laughs> like yeah. i can't look at my own face anymore <laughs> oh god gia, gia you gotta read helter skelter the manga by kyoko okazaki that we just talked about i um, will uh somebody may have just found a pdf of it online oh really oh great yeah. somebody um, it was my dad <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna take a quick break deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. <sighs> Relax this Sunday with a little moment to yourself and the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration 
and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula, berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Now I'd like to introduce you to Meaningful Beauty, the famed skincare brand created by iconic supermodel Cindy Crawford. It's her secret to absolutely gorgeous skin. Meaningful Beauty makes powerful and effective skincare simple, and it's loved by millions of women. It's formulated for all ages and all skin tones and types, and it's designed to work as a complete skincare system, leaving your skin feeling soft, smooth, and nourished. I recommend starting with Cindy's Full Regimen, which contains all five of her best-selling products, including the amazing Youth Activating Melon. Serum. This next generation serum has the power of melon leaf stem cell technology. It's melon leaf stem cells encapsulated for freshness and released onto the skin to support a visible reduction in the appearance of wrinkles. With thousands of glowing five-star reviews, why not give it a try? Subscribe today and you can get the amazing Meaningful Beauty System for just $49.95. That includes our introductory five-piece system, free gifts, free shipping, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. All of that available at MeaningfulBeauty.com. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Welcome back. Well, maybe now's a good time actually to take a night call to talk about the Rubicon of how this began, how we got here. Let's do it. Let's take this night call. Hey, guys. This is Brooke. Uh, long time, long time. <clears throat> really enjoying Classic Surgery Month. Um, I've been rewatching The Hills famously got 10 surgeries done in one day um, and uh, now regrets it and has a lot of pain. But I think she is one of those people. I think she kind of marks this like demarcation between numerous surgical enhancements and sort of the injections. Because when you think about people that have like really changed the way they look kind of since Heidi Montag, like someone like Bella Hadid, She's done it so piecemeal, and a lot of the things that she's done is more injection-based as opposed to surgery. Um, and Heidi, 
I mean, I think in a desperate attempt to be the star of the season, like did this like huge dramatic kind of like the foxes or foxes, like the swan, like full body rehab thing. Um, and she was like pilloried for it. And ultimately, like they left the show and were kind of living in Santa Barbara in obscurity, like after the hills until the new season. So anyway, I just think she's like a really interesting person in this story and um, loving loving this month. All right, guys. Bye. Great question from our friend Brooke Baker, who um, really, really smart to bring up Heidi Montag. Yeah, I think what happened is that this happened in two waves in the 2000s. And first, there was the wave of people in their 20s and younger getting plastic surgery for things that were traditionally reserved for older women trying to look young. And then they became about like younger women trying to look like transhuman. So at first it was kind of, you know, like a, like freakish, I want to say it was like treated as a novelty and sort of, you know, something still that like very over the top people only were doing. And then it became normalized uh, via Kylie Jenner. Then there was like a second wave with Kylie Jenner of like, okay, everyone's going to do this. Maybe we're going to acknowledge it. Or maybe we're just going to say we're overlining our lips with lip liner and like deny. A lot of people would be like puberty <laughs> is what made my lips get big suddenly. It's interesting to me that people are still thinking about Heidi Montag. Mo- Montag was a blip for me. I mean, it was. <laughs> it just seemed sad And then I moved on, but I was never that immersed in the hills. But I guess she was 23, um, and she I do remember her kind of, like, appearing on, um, you know, the covers of magazines and stuff uh, about 10 years ago, talking about, I think she had 10 Yeah, I want to find the list because it's, like, really, like, it's the first time I ever heard of, like, a back scoop. Um, Back scoop. What's a back scoop? Um, It's, like, a thing. It's, like, I guess it's, like, kind of like i guess a brazilian without the um without the the taking the fat and then putting it in your butt like it's just you take you basically like oh it's like a lift. Yeah, i don't know it's just like huh? taking some of your back fat out so back that you're like scoop but looks more pronounced or something um uh i need to find okay she got okay here's the list this was a this was a spread in um people magazine at the time also wait didn't she have like a bunch in one day Yes, it was all at once. It was all at once. So it was mini brow lift, Botox in her forehead and frown area, nose job revision, because she had already had a nose job, fat injections in her cheeks, nasolabial folds and lips, chin reduction, neck liposuction, ears pinned back, breast augmentation revision, liposuction on her waist, hips, inner and outer thighs, and a butt augmentation uh, all at once. That sounds so dangerous. Uh, yeah. And I think she, she did have died. a lot of complications with it. Yeah. yeah really? They, she said that her heart stopped and they had to Holy bring her back. Holy shit. Yeah. 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 I mean, that... See, I think of that episode, which I wrote... The episode where she unveils her face and, like, she co- she goes home to her parents in, like, Colorado or whatever. And, um, and like, her mom sees her daughter, like, completely remade for the first time and it's like it's truly one of these moments in that show and there are many in that show where it's just like okay i am watching a work of high art like this is like i've i've never seen this happen before 
in any medium. Um, what was the reaction? Oh, her mom it, was horrified. Her, her mom horrified? was really upset. Yeah, yeah. but she was trying I mean, that to makes be perfect she, sense. Of yeah, course, and but. she was trying to be nice about it. She was just like, "Well, if this is what makes you happy," but she was like crying and stuff, and it yeah. was just like it was really rough. Her mom's kind of normal. Her mom is not like a momager. No, not yeah. at all. Or They're even like an like, Orange County like housewife. They type. seem very like rich, like Boulder types, rich They're, religious people. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's funny. Like I, I think that the. The Heidi Montag thing, like, I also don't think of her very much at all or at all, (laughs) but I think that it's funny. She is, she was that sort of early precursor to both this idea that, you know, it makes obvious practical sense in a, to, in a very sort of unabashed, open way, just modify your body according to whatever will make it more money, Mm -hmm. you know, and it also makes complete sense, you know, as an ordinary person to, you know, use, your own body and personality as a vehicle towards um like economic success like like mm-hmm. like she's so so ordinary that it, that the fact that she did both of those things she was already was, like the bitch yeah. on a successful soap opera you know like yeah. she or she became the bitch when she did the plastic surgery because actually the thing about it that was concerning i think was also that it was like maybe spencer's idea Mm-hmm. That was that was why I was always so repelled and maybe why I never let myself become interested in what was going on with her was that it just seemed like such a gross, toxic relationship. And it didn't seem like it, I couldn't get interested in it if the dynamic was that it was just like two awful people. Yeah. And one that's of kinda, whom was forcing that's the other like the to get tur- plastic surgery. The turn in the show is her friend. Like when she gets with Spencer, her friends are like, we don't like this guy. We think he's bad for you. And then she's just like in it so deep immediately that there's nothing they can do. And then they are together forever and uh, still together now. Um, Yeah. But she came out later and said she regretted it. She had a lot of them undone. She said it was like a terrible idea. Um, But I think, yeah, Heidi, Kim Kardashian, obviously. I mean, the thing about Heidi that I feel like is, kind of pretty different from the kind of work that a lot of people her age at that time are getting now is that I don't know what she's emulating other than like Barbie or like you know a young Pam Anderson or something her and Courtney Stodden and people that's like a very specific type of person yeah I'm not gonna say it's LA specific although obviously you know like the good version is Angeline like sure this idea of you know or or Marilyn Monroe just the idea of like yeah use what you have augment it a little bit and then make yourself like a vehicle for selling glamour on your own terms in a way that's why it doesn't seem as insidious to me because it's like this came out of somebody's like imagination and had very little to do with peer pressure. <laughs> like, well, I, I wanted to throw it to Gia about that because when you look at the pictures of Heidi Montag, it's ob- it, there's a kind of datedness just in terms of comparing yeah. it to Instagram phase. And Gia, like when you started noticing this kind of homogeny in in the look, like the aesthetic, have you been able to unsee it is part one. And part two, like, are you starting to notice a shift? Are you noticing like an evolution of that look? 
Yeah, I mean, I think it will continue to shift because the the thing about Instagram face that's so uncanny is that it's so gradual. It's like the celeb face things where you can't, where sometimes even if you see a picture being photoshopped before your eyes, you can't tell which is the before and which is the after. Sometimes you can't even see the change. You just know that their face looks different. And I think in the the difference, like the the real evolution from Heidi Montag to or whatever to this sort of thing is that you know that was all at once everything in a day with the kardashians right it's it's over the course of four or five years and even their doctor said to me like talking about them specifically like he was like you know my most famous clients you will not be able to tell the difference between you know before and after a visit or even month to month it's just over years that you can tell a difference wow and and so it's built in that it always it's a it's a like it makes it more insidious in terms of with the Courtney Stodden, Heidi Montag thing. It's like, right, you have this one idea and it's Marilyn Monroe, right? It's bombshell pinup, like Jessica Rabbit, hyper yeah. blonde, whatever. With these things, it's this continually shifting cyborg, right? It's like the the ideal itself is being collectively created mm-hmm. and then continually altered in real time, both by Facetune and by fillers and Botox. And both of those things just keep building against each other. And and yeah. I think the ideal will shift based on a sort of almost collective voting right. by way of um, Instagram likes and sponsorships, like whatever way, whatever face performs the best, that's what, and I think it will kind of shift little bits. But I think, I mean, the thing that really got, and about another difference between the Montag look and the whatever we're seeing now is that one of the things I find most um disturbing about today's beauty ideal like the glossier whatever vibe is that it's it's the sort of performative naturalness right like bare Mm -hmm. skin you know yeah bare skin you know eating like good lighting yeah the the idea is that you just you just pump all of this like you pump all of these chemicals and all of this money into your sort of diet and wellness and skin so so that you can give off this like very faux natural aesthetic and i think like the the way in which you know this it's 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 deliberately it's both like deliberately uncanny and also supposed to be this very sort of clean you know healthy healthy like most interesting thing too is like the like you know eating clean and also putting botulism in your face yeah yeah and and those things are and and both of them kind of dovetail under this like you know bullshit like girl boss idea that you know whatever you do to live your best life is good Mm -hmm. and both of those things qualify anything a woman does is feminism yeah (laughs) (laughs) and especially anything that makes her money right or like makes her happy or makes her perform better on instagram Right. right. And that the Heidi Montag thing is like a jackhammer to a piece of marble. And this is more like you can tell yourself it's like, no, you're chiseling away. An well, and the doctors is- present it like going to the gym. I mean, that's what they, you know, like, because I, I asked them about Instagram face, you know, and I interviewed one of them like as myself and not as an undercover patient. And um, and he was like, listen, you know, we it's no longer sort of a shameful thing to, you know, want to be happy in your body. And right. I was like, you know, my eyes are just spiraling because you know, it's not wrong. I was just like deeply in despair <laughs> and then yeah. right because like kylie came out about it eventually she was like i've had some stuff done the kardashians are all still really squirrely on like what specifically they've had done even though mm-hmm. the human eye can tell you yeah. know yes <laughs> from looking at them but 
Yeah, I think what you were saying about it being an arms race, um, especially so it's like anytime a new procedure is invented and it's like any tech thing where they're like constantly like on the bleeding edge trying to come up with new things to sell people. So it's like I personally will learn about something that I didn't know people did to their faces and then I won't be able to stop seeing it. Yeah, Yeah, there's so many new things. The brow lift, which people say allegedly Ariana Grande has had that makes her look very surprised all the time. And Kylie and everybody. Um, And the other one is the, the eye threading thing where people because also Bella Hadid was like photoshopping her eyes to into a cat eye before she did that mm. they would point it out on celeb face that she was like photoshopping her eyes like up a little bit um, and it looks like when actresses do that it's called like the Hollywood facelift where you just like pin your face back with yeah tape. with tape mm-hmm. uh, that's what it looks like which just um, reminds like me of Brazil yeah. <laughs> yeah it's the subtle Brazil is this like I, a thread lift on your eyes? Is that what it is? Yeah, it's okay. a thread lift on your eyes. And Bella Hadid did it. But like now, again, like now that I have seen it, I can't stop seeing it. Yeah. And There's a like, thing called one of my friends um, who used to work in beauty PR and like fully does Instagram face to herself. Um she always like we always send her pictures of like you know like jared kushner looks super whack these days yeah like you know like we'll we'll text pictures of like jared kushner or joe biden or you know this new adele face and Mm -hmm. um you know like be like tell us what tell us what they got and she was and she was telling me about this thing called buccal fat removal do y'all know about that yeah we We talked talked about about this (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. it's so good and i like looked it up and i was like oh yeah It's what Olivia Munn got, but she said she ate a lot of Japanese sweet potatoes and her face changed. (laughs) I remember that. We were talking about it, too, because we were saying, like, as we all rep for, like, the round face crew, it's like like having that done makes you look, it it doesn't, it, like, doesn't make you look more youthful. It makes you look, like, more high fashion in this way that is, Mm, like, like more of a smoker. Like, you look like an Olsen twin. It also makes you look sad because it kind of, unless you do something to fix the fact that it drags your face down a little, like, it drags the corners of your mouth down unless you have something to pad it and keep it up. Um, After we wrapped last week, I I was like, now I'm going to be thinking about (laughs) buccal fat removal for the rest of my life. Well, it's also, like, it targets insecure people obviously but like I've known people who aren't like the most insecure person who like you said Gia it's like you go in and then they just like look at your face and are like hmm you know what you should do and like even if you are a person who is comfortable with your face at this point it's like just having someone be like you know what would make your face look better and suggesting it yeah and it's really crazy like especially if with um, clinics that serve Asian people too there's a lot of stuff that's assumed that you want because everybody wants it if they're Asian and the buccal fat remover is one of those things because you know Asian people tend to have folder faces, not necessarily always, but a lot, you know, uh, eyelid stuff, um, you know, nasolabial stuff that all ends up like that, that stuff that's just like, well, you could, you know, that, that's just like assumed that in the, the, the battery of things you might be going in for that you would want that if you're Asian, which is just, you know, a whole other layer of it. To me, thinking about these procedures, because I mean, there was, of course, like after there was a part of me that was like, well, if if my looks were directly connected to my livelihood, I'd probably mm-hmm. get this shit. Like after talking right. to them, they were like, oh, it's a couple thousand dollars, like lasts for a year. You know, I, I'd like, I'd be like, maybe I would put that on a credit card. I was really thinking about that. Uh, Gia had to leave. She had a little bit of a technical difficulty. So we're sorry for the 
abrupt ending. But you can find her book, Trick Mirror, and all of her other writing on her website, gia.blog. And you can find out where to purchase her book and all sorts of other good stuff. So we are so glad that she came by this week. This was great. Um, We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, it's time to take our faces off. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Relax this Sunday with a little moment to yourself and the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat and support your weight management journey and right now save over 30 percent on smart metabolic burn at getsmartburn.com the lowest price anywhere that's getsmartburn.com don't delay transform your life with smart metabolic burn from brain md these statements have not been evaluated by the food and drug administration our products are not intended to diagnose treat cure or prevent any disease Now I'd like to introduce you to Meaningful Beauty, the famed skincare brand created by iconic supermodel Cindy Crawford. It's her secret to absolutely gorgeous skin. Meaningful Beauty makes powerful and effective skincare simple, and it's loved by millions of women. It's formulated for all ages and all skin tones and types, and it's designed to work as a complete skincare system, leaving your skin feeling soft, smooth, and nourished. I recommend starting with Cindy's Full Regimen, which contains all five of her best-selling products, including the amazing Youth Activating Melon serum. This next generation serum has the power of melon leaf stem cell technology. It's melon leaf stem cells encapsulated for freshness and released onto the skin to support a visible reduction in the appearance of wrinkles. With thousands of glowing five-star reviews, why not give it a try? Subscribe today and you can get the amazing Meaningful Beauty system for just $49.95. That includes our introductory five-piece system, free gifts, free shipping, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. All of that available at MeaningfulBeauty.com. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. 
So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Welcome back to Night Call, a podcast for taking your face off. It's Plastic Surgery April. What better plastic surgery classic to dive into than John Woo's Face Off, the movie where two people get facial sur- facial taken off surgery. They got face swapped. They two face people swapped. feels like it's underselling it when yeah. the people that you're speaking of are John Travolta and Nick Cage. Like I feel like they're they're like, like demigods. They're like on another level. And is it true you had not seen this <laughs> I had movie never before? seen Face Off before? How did you miss it? Um, I don't know. I. I, I don't know. I mean, it's just one of these. I feel like this is a movie you see with a bunch of friends in college and like a somewhat rambunctious setting where there might be some substances uh, enjoyed or something. I never. Pretty sure I saw it with my parents. Oh, okay. In the well, I don't know. This feels to me like I. This feels to me like the kind of movie that I now know, like the kinds of jokes a lot of my like high school and college like guy friends would make a lot. And it's all kind of based out of this. But it, it was sort of weird to see the Rosetta Stone finally. I mean, this movie is is justified. It, 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 like the, the hype around it is justified because it is um, super crazy. Um, yeah, this movie fucking rules. Yeah. Um, I love John Woo and I love the John Woo Hollywood movies. I was yes. just thinking about it because I watched Birds of Prey recently. And yeah. I was like, wow, oh, Birds yeah. of Prey is like the best... Uh, action movie best like superhero movie definitely but also the best like action sequences i've seen in a long time and then i read it was because they were doing a lot of hong kong style fight choreography um and face off also just sort of was one of the first movies i feel like that brought that kind of fight choreography into american brains american brains that didn't watch martial arts movies already yeah and chinese action movies um but you know, it's um, it's a perfect movie. It's basically like Death Becomes Her, but with men. It's also though, it's like it. It is. I think Molly, you may have said it's like it's operatic. It 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 is the most heightened emotional movie. I've never seen anything that jumps off from the point of like that elevated kind of like hysteria and only goes up from there yeah. I mean it the whole movie feels like a trailer which I feel like yeah. is the John Woo style where everything totally. is just hype like everything is punctuated with like seven exclamation points which is yes. yeah so but fun. it's also I think I think it's partially due to the fact that if you're an actor especially if you're an actor like Nick Cage or John Travolta you've got to show up to that movie being so excited yeah. to get to do this like it's a dream <laughs> yeah why don't we explain the set up in case you like Emily haven't seen face off until now I refuse now. to believe that anyone else hasn't seen face off <laughs> um, my face off story is that I saw face off with some other friends parents this is another story like death becomes her where somebody else's parents took me to see a movie my parents would have probably thought was too scary for me even though I was in like seventh grade they would have just thought it was like super violent so I saw it I loved it like I did anytime I got to see an r-rated movie and then I came home and I was like mom dad we have to see this movie face off I just saw it 
I want to see it again. You got to see it with me. And we went to see it the next day. (laughs) Um, And my parents, after we came out of it, were like, that was so violent. Why did we let you see this? And I was like, no, I told you we were going to see it. I made Um, You shouldn't have let your parents see it. They obviously couldn't handle it. (laughs) Definitely just like one of those moments where I was like, I am differentiating myself in taste from my parents by being into like, you know, just violence <laughs> so the plot if you have hey, kids face off, <laughs> <You're> yeah. like- <laughs> hello fellow kids so john travolta plays um sean archer he's an fbi agent who is has been basically like destroyed his, you know by the fact that his son was killed by a terrorist nick cage um i'm trying to remember sean archer no wait yeah, Caster, Caster Troy. Troy. It's so so the and the deal like also is like he has a brother who's like Pollux Troy because yeah, they're yeah, Gemini. And Pollux, the yeah, little twin, the Roman There's twins. so many things in this, but this anyway, is a really yeah. highbrow movie. It has references to ancient Rome. So. <laughs> it's super highbrow. So <laughs> Travolta is trying to like you know find and catch Cage, and Nick Cage has recently planted a bomb. Where where did he plant the bomb? It's, like, it's in the Los Angeles Convention, Convention Center. Center. The Convention Center. Which that's right. I There's so many good saw, LA locations. Yeah, in this movie I recently too. I've been seeing maybe because I've been watching all these '90s movies. I've been seeing the LA Convention Center in a ton of movies, and I've seen it fill in as airports a lot. Yeah, um, a lot of things. Also, they were talking about turning it into a shelter um, mm, or yeah. a ventilator hospital. Although that mm-hmm. has not happened as enormous which is stupid uh yeah Yeah. they should definitely could use it for a lot more things than they do but apparently they're too busy using it they might still be using it for anime expo which (laughs) is still like the only con that hasn't been canceled this summer it hasn't their avatar yeah um Um, so anyway travolta's trying to catch cage then to find this like biological weapon and also just like fuck him up because Nick Cage's character killed his son. And so they decide that like the best, can someone else help me? I'm like trying to dig through it. I'm like, I just want to talk about the fucking boat. No, of course. Um, So he um, tries to. It's hard (laughs) to describe. (laughs) Wait, you're talking Uh, about which part? The, no, it's just the, the, to get, like, how do they get, I forget. It's how like do they he's get trying to, to getting their faces He wants off. to oh. go undercover in the oh, prison because, as be, Nick Cage. Because he, it, the only person who's alive who would know how to defuse the bomb is his brother, Pollux. And who's the only prison, person he it. would talk to would be his brother. So, naturally, the only thing to do is for somebody to surgically take Nick Cage's face, Caster Troy's face, and put it on their body so that they can pose as him and, and go find the him in prison. The, yeah. The, like, oh, yeah, get a chip in your larynx. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 of course, the person who has to do this is... Sean, whatever his face is, Sean Travolta character, John Travolta's Sean Archer. character, Sean, Sean Archer. Archer. Um, so he um, undergoes the surgery. The the surgery, I was shrieking at the oh, at, amazing at the yeah. screen because it's so like I don't even know anything about science, and you know, I was like. This seems really stupid, the order of operations it here. It doesn't matter. That's what's what? so great about it. <laughs> That's the thing. There's so much, like, every single scene in this movie contains, like, all of these, like, distracting crazy things and plot and everyone's, like, screaming and cry like, and upset and then, right. like, diabolical. It's so, that's why it's so it's like, great. It's just, it's like, a, like a sci-fi movie. Yeah, yeah. It's like a bunch of, it's a genre mash. It's like a bunch of different genres. So... 
uh, Sean Archer gets Caster Troy's face. Caster Troy is theoretically knocked out, but then he like comes to and demands that he be given <laughs> Sean Archer's face. <laughs> Which just like, his face that's sitting around and he doesn't yes. have a face. But yeah. it makes sense. It's like even if even he's such a like horrible villain, but if you see someone with like no face on and there's a free a face, face sitting there's right there in face. a tank. Um, you gotta get to him. So, you know, he says, I want to take his face off at some point, the highlight of the movie. Um, they switch faces. What you need to know is that Nick Cage's <laughs> character, Caster Troy, is like a lecherous, insane person. Yes. And that Sean Archer, John Travolta's character, is a family man. Yes. A good man. Yeah. Um, and his daughter is Dominique Swain, who is a wayward teen and is so good. So good. Playing a wayward teen. Wearing some brown lipstick. The way uh, we're really makeup good, is so specific. There's all a the really time. good line where he's like, if you dress up like it's Halloween all the time, you're just going to get ghouls trying to get in your pants. <laughs> Which is like, yes, yes, please. <laughs> um, his wife is Pat Nixon, I believe. No, yes. I thought she was Joan it's Allen. Joan, Joan Allen, who is Pat acting Nixon. in a different movie 100%. Like, totally. She's, She's she in played, a Sundance movie. She played Pat Nixon in the Nixon movie, so I just yeah. always think of her as Pat Nixon. But yeah, it's also like she's definitely in a different movie. She's supposed to be the hot wife, but she's like playing it very psychologically, uh, you know, layered. She's playing it the same way that she played her character in The Ice Storm. Like, yeah, but in a way, it's good because she's kind of like an audience stand-in. She's just like so down in the normal emotional range that you're like, "Wow, mm -hmm. this is really off the rails." Like Joan Allen's kind of looking around, like, "Should I let my husband touch me?" It seems like everyone's kind of crazy well, there right is now. A stranger in the house now, mm -hmm. and his name is Sean Archer with the body with the soul of Castor Troy. <laughs> <laughs> the body and without without that telltale scar it's never oh, explained yeah. how their bodies are also switched because they're definitely like different no, body types they said at the doctor i think at one point is like you guys have like pretty similar bodies and it's like no they don't yeah but he does some like doesn't he do some light work on their bodies and then yeah there's the bullet good hole. enough yeah good enough good enough good just enough suspend to the disbelief Everybody. So then, of course, Caster Troy, who's really Sean Archer, goes undercover at the jail. It's like a super jail. Uh, the, it's called the Boots. Arrow One, which made me think. <laughs> oh my God. Did Because it was supposed to be like the prison that nobody knows where it is because it's nowhere backwards. I'm like, is this where they got the idea for the grocery store from the prison from Face Off? Because if so. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I that all of a sudden that just improved. I Erewhon's wanted to say Erewhon predates Face Off and Does comes it? from it comes from a like a novel called Erewhon that's about a, a imaginary like utopia. Oh, boring! No, sorry for knowing. I wanted also, I wanted the founders of Erewhon to be huge John Woo fans. <laughs> no, but they are low key a cult. So. Yeah. <laughs> so um, he goes to the super jail. He finds his brother. Uh, who's very weird. Um, I have such a crush on Alessandro Nivola in this movie. Uh, Wait, what? Really? Such a type for me. Like, weird, wiry, like... I'm so not surprised by 90s that. 90s guy with, like, a blur haircut. And um, he's like, hello, brother. <laughs> hello, brother. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hello, brother. And then they escape from the jail um, and go to a super sick party where Gina Gershon is there. Yeah. She's and she's in the same movie as uh, she's not in Joan Allen's movie. She's always no. knows. She always knows what movie she's in. Yeah. She does. She's very good at that. She's she just showed up on Melrose Place and she uh, knows what show she's on there yeah. as well. God bless so, Gina Gershon. Yes. Um, I forget what happens after that. They So, they, OK, Gina Gershon was Caster Troy's girlfriend and they have a son. And that's like mm-hmm. another weird thing that comes in where it's like, you know, Archer and Troy both had sons, but and Nick son- Cage took John Travolta, so now John Travolta, what's he going to do with the kid? Right. Isn't the son played by the same actor, too? Like, it's oh, the same kid actor as John Travolta's son, so he's like sees him and he gets all overwhelmed. I um, did not know. That's crazy. I don't know. Or maybe, like, that's just the Moppet kind of hairstyle that every child actor had in the 90s. The, like, 90s Moppet boy. Um... But yeah, uh, oh, and she's like also Gina Gershon is also like the sister of his drug dealer. But like, are like they like kiss on the mouth? Are they also is she having a thing with her brother too? There's a lot of incest vibes in this movie. Oh yeah, well yeah, Yeah. of course. Um, (laughs) There's one really uncomfortable scene everyone Mm -hmm. will recall immediately um, where. Uh, Sean Archer, who's really Caster Troy, like kind of hits on his daughter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so gross, guys. <laughs> I mean, but that's but that's why I love this movie. Is like it just won't spare you. Yeah, it's <laughs> like you're here. <laughs> you want to see a movie or not? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a movie. <laughs> yeah, you will be fucking entertained by this movie. Um, I do know that face transfers really do exist yeah but they they don't work like this at all (laughs) what's what's cool is that uh imdb trivia for face off included the nugget that the first real life face transplant was accomplished in 2012 on richard norris who'd accidentally shot himself in the face with a shotgun the same year the movie came out oh wow wow bizarre do you think the movie made him be like there's hope like what? What do I have to lose? Just my yeah. face? Maybe I'll no, get no, a better I mean, one. Like he, yeah, he was. You think after he saw the movie, he was like, "I'll just wait until this technology is invented." I don't think so. No, but uh, but face transplants. I remember hearing about face transplants like a, a while ago and going on a deep dive of the face transplants and how it's like. I mean, it's it that that's just like a very very sad you know, horrible thing but also I'm, it makes you think like that's what plastic surgery is like that's what it's for it can yeah save lives so there's lots okay. of things that like plastic surgery is legitimately needed for there's of lots course of, like and and especially yeah if you that's amazing you can give somebody a new face but it's really i i, I mean i don't know i wonder how far they'll be able to come with that because right now it's a uh, it's nowhere near face-off technology right i'll say that um, i was and, freaking myself out last night doing some of the Instagram filters. Do you guys ever do that? No, I I did for a while. And then I was just like, I don't know if this, I think I'm too old for this. There's just Uh all kinds of weird ones now, you know, Mm -hmm. that make you look very like a Bjork cover. Uh Um, But a lot of them do just sort of like change your face in a way that you were like, we, it makes you feel weird. 
But There's didn't a- you didn't you once postulate, Molly, that they were just trying to get you to like give enough angles and spend enough time under that oh, gaze for sure. that they were like stealing your face face off? Yeah, uh, they're definitely also stealing your face, but that's like what all social media is for. So, so why not have fun? While, this is I just mean, a now, more fun. Now one. I want to do it. Yeah. Well, some of it I was doing some like because Emily posted a really good vampire selfie. Oh yeah. <laughs> Um, accomplished just with makeup but then I was like oh I'll bet there's some good vampire filters and I looked it up and there are really good vampire filters but like they'll make your eyes red for example uh-huh. um, and some of them have fangs where if you open your mouth there's fangs oh Ooh, that's you know? cool it is cool but then like some of them were also just like really creepy you mm-hmm. know um, horrorcore and I just kind of was like I don't know. It's it's a fun disassociative experience. If you guys could have anyone else's face, if you had to do a face off and you could swap faces with somebody, who would you face swap with? Oh, that's such a good question. I mean, do they have to be alive so that you can take their face? And no. Do they take your face or it's just like hypothetically? We can, we can 3D print their face. Oh, okay. And like graft it onto your face the way that they put like teeth on top of teeth for famous people honestly i really liked all the faces and where the boys are i was like they all got great faces i might take one of their faces yeah i don't know it's hard for me to i i I can't really think of anybody where i would actually want their face um other than like any number of the like instagram face girls that gia uh, was talking about with us or just be like kind of interesting to be a hot for a second but would you want that <laughs> would you want like the the 2020 era face or would you want you could go from any era I don't oh, know. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I I literally have too I, many I, choices. I mean, it, you know, the one it, that I would do, I, the, I would probably do the one that feels like, like the only celebrity uh, comparison I've ever had, because then it wouldn't be that weird. I feel like, but but in speaking of Bjork, I would like take a young Bjork's face, which is like you already look exactly. You already like have. I know. Bjork. So like that's the thing. I would just like want to look more like Bjork. <laughs> Molly, whose face would you take? Nick Cage. Oh, really? Yeah, wouldn't that be fun for I a mean, day? I mean, he's got such an interesting... Well, oh, for that's a day. I thought saying, you meant yeah. it was permanent. Oh, oh, God. Well, that's... I would just that's... take... I would be, like, in Game of Thrones and take everyone's face on a different yeah, day yeah. and be swapping <laughs> them out. Remember in Return to Oz when she has all the different faces? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's one thing I think about, though, is, like, because Instagram face is, like, one thing and the whole thing about, like, beauty is that it's multifarious in some way and you can't mm-hmm. be every type of hot, you know? Right. Even if you're a Betty, there's always going to be a Veronica. So yeah. I always think about like, yeah, it's just like, what? A, when, when will we get to the point where people can like swap out their face for like a variety of slightly different faces? Well, interesting you should say this because our Night Call listener Evan wrote us an email and said, no magic movie science could explain how John Travolta's giant face was going to fit on Nick Cage's regular sized head and vice versa. And then all of a sudden you have to think about like how a face would fit on your head. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because you have like this movie takes for granted that people have different skeletons or like that people don't have the same skeleton. Um, 
Yeah, because it doesn't like your face. You wouldn't just be able to slap one face onto the other. Like people's skulls are totally different. Um, You'd really only be able to do it with your twin. And then what would be the point unless one of you got disfigured? And now I've turned this into a not fun game <laughs> to play. <laughs> I mean, well, the, a thing that well, we were talking about like the weird, the like making yourself feel weird by doing Instagram, like the the weird arty Instagram fillers. Like or if, uh, filters rather, like there's some filler ones. Yeah, sure. but like I feel like that's one of the fun things about about Face Off is like this sort of weird, not quite magic thing that happens with the face where it's like like Sean particularly like he's like wearing the face of the person that he hates and so every time he looks in the mirror he's like ah, I want to kill you because <laughs> he like <laughs> looks like the guy he hates most um but I I just and and then it kind of like he kind of ends up inhabiting the character because he like that's the person that he sees in the mirror I like that that stuff Sorry, that's, that's making me fun. laugh so much yeah it's also like <laughs> It's like persona in some way too. Totally. It's like yeah. what does make you unique as a person? Like who are you actually? Mm-hmm. If you change your face, do you become the person whose face you have? The way that people in horror stories like inherit the personality of the heart transplant. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's also the fact that they when they swap faces and face off they start to adopt each other's patterns of speech, which I think is you're meant to just not really think about the fact that a, a larynx, um, like a, a box that changes your voice, wouldn't change the way you express yourself. Right. But I but I guess it also makes you it makes you wonder, like, is it because your face has more to do with how you express yourself and communicate than you might assume? Is there some well, kind of like secret sauce there? I think it's because they're trying to pass as each other. So they're like adopting each other's speech mannerisms. No, no, they are. But then there are times when they're like kind of talking to each other or whatever, where they wouldn't have to. But, you know. They do. I will say, John Travolta does a really good Nick Cage impression in this movie. Oh yes, it's like that's like a very low key, great performance. Oh, it's an, it's a fucking incredible <laughs> performance. These are yeah. like two two such great performances. And yeah, that's the thing. It's like the face off, like the surgery is a MacGuffin. You know, it just like doesn't yeah. matter at all. It just allows you to set up this thing that's a body swap comedy, basically. Yeah, played as a, as a cool action thriller we also also really funny we also have a minor mystery um that a listener wrote in about listener craig wrote i seem to remember a face-off game for pc but i can find no evidence of it i think it was maybe web-based or a demo disc the only gameplay i recall was a level escaping the prison with the magnetic boots curious if this will ring a bell with any listeners i have no recollection of this um but i I didn't want to dig too deep yeah, but, I, but if anyone knows about a face-off CD-ROM, give us a night call. At 24046-NIGHT. This is probably a good time to wrap up our little face-off chat. Any last thoughts on face-off? Well, I'm glad I finally watched it. Um, it, it. It is, like, fits in right like very well with all the stuff I've been watching uh, during the quarantine. So, uh, Shout out to pigeons flying away during gunfire. Yes. <laughs> uh, shout out to peaches. I could eat a peach for hours. Oh, God. <laughs> I hate to see you go, but I love to watch you leave. As always. I love that, uh, like, a line about Cunnilingus is is the line that they test his new voice on because that's the one he has to like say over and over and over again while they're calibrating his voice. (laughs) 
It's a perfect movie, you guys. Well, we will be back next week with more plastic surgery April. Um, It feels like months are going on both for a very long time and going by very quickly, but we are still in plastic surgery April. So if you have any thoughts on plastic surgery, faces in general, taking faces off, give us a call at 24046night or you can email us at nightcallpodcast at gmail.com. Also, if you're enjoying the pod, please don't forget to subscribe and review and all that stuff. Uh, We are on Facebook at Night Call Podcast, Instagram at Night Call Podcast, Twitter at Night Call Pod. Thank you so much for listening and we will see you next week. And you can also subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash nightcall where we just put up uh, another bonus episode on Helter Skelter by Kyoko Okazaki. So check that out. Yeah, and thanks to our guest this week, Gia Tolentino. If you've got any more questions about Instagram face, we'd love to know them, but also it's Y2May after that. So start preparing your 1999 and 2000 based queries (laughs) (laughs) and we'll see you soon. diets and weight loss struggles it's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results introducing smart metabolic burn from brain md your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat imagine burning fat balancing glucose levels and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks this unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula berberine which targets abdominal fat and oea which curbs your appetite with just two capsules a day Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, 
eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 